0: Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2. God who at Sunday times, oh, sundry times, and in divers manners, different ways, spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds. All right. So today God how is God speaking through the son through his son Jesus. Okay? Now, I've come to realize and believe that the way we have the voice of the son is through the fivefold ministry. And that is through the apostle, through the prophet, through the evangelist, through the pastor, and through the teacher. If, and there, I know that the church's world today, they only have one pastor or one gift or whatever. Well, that, what that tells me is they're only getting 20% of what Jesus is saying. So that's the reason we have some of the challenges that we do in Christendom today, because we're not hearing from the fivefold voice of Jesus. And so, if he's going to speak, he speaks through those fivefold. And uh, so, that's what we want to talk about. We I, we don't have time to go into the, we'll go into the right hand, but we won't have time to go into the left hand. The, how because how many know there are ten ministry gifts? Would you agree with that? All right. Now, when he establishes a work, or when he establishes a ministry, because in What God has in mind is He has a, we're going to call them offices, all right? Offices. Gifts, and we'll get into this in just a minute, but what we have seen in the body of Christ is we have promoted gifts and ignored offices. How do I know that? Because... I look at somebody that comes along, and he shows a little promise, and I hear this out of pastors all the time, wow, you have a gift, or you have a ministry. And the minute you say that, all of a sudden, this person thinks, I'm going to do something for God through my gift. Okay? God only authorizes offices. Why? Why? Gifts are temporal. offices are permanent. Uh, let me give you an example. All right, I won't go slow here because I want you to get this. because we are so still, so immature when it comes to leadership that we think we are doing something for God when in actuality, The office is doing it if we stand in an office. If not, we're being developed for an office. And the minute you say, I'm doing something for God, you now have voiced pride that has set in, and all of a sudden now God's got to take you through a school that begins to strip all that out of you. See? See, this is bigger than we presently understand in the body of Christ. And coming out of charismatism, and I believe that every everyone is a minister. I believe that. But I also believe that God has a way of getting us from here to here. Look at the difference between a gift and an office. Okay? A gift focuses on ordination. But an office focuses on a commission. It's a higher level than just ordination. We used to think that ordination was the, the uh, uh, climax, the highest you can get, but not with God because God sees it as a commission. Jesus, didn't he say, go into all the world? He didn't ordain them to go into all the world. He commissioned them to go into all the world. The gift is the true riches of the kingdom of God, but under the office it is present truth. So, now listen to me. With my gift, I can preach and I can teach on the true riches of the kingdom of God and make you think that is all there is. And you remember there was Apollos. It says what? He was mighty in Scripture. That's what I said about him, right? So what was he doing? He was proclaiming the true riches of the kingdom of God. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's out of a gift. An office declares present truth. Present truth of what God is saying today. So it it is the true riches of God, but how is it relevant? for how, where we are today, okay? That's the difference. Uh, and a gift, it fluctuates. Uh, the guy's, man, I mean, one time he's really anointed, and next time he's not. You know, I was. He was anointed for that, and he's now not anointed for that. See, that's what happens in a gift. And we have been infatuated, and we wonder what happened to that gift. Man, he doesn't have the anointing he used to have. We've been trained that way. But an office has a mandate. And it will always have anointing. It will always have power. It will always have authority because it's a mandate no matter who stands in that office. Let's take the sheriff, for example. Are right, you coming to and say, man, he's a weak leader. He's a weak guy. But how many know The sheriff's office still has the power and authority and everything back in it. See? So it's a a mandate under an office, all right? A gift belongs to you. It belongs to you. But an office belongs to the institution. That's why the Catholic Church has been around. Because the office of the Pope has been around ever since almost, uh, we're probably looking at around 400 A.D., but everybody knows who the Pope is. Do you know what? They don't know his name. How many know he's called what? Pope Benedict. Isn't that right? But yeah. well, what was his real name? Why? Because the issue is not about him. In an office, you lose your identity. In an office. It's not about you. Okay? But Because it belongs to the institution. After you're dead and gone, it lives on. All right? A gift is based on your terms. Well, this is what I believe, or how, how about this one? This is what I see. <laughs> you know, and so what do we do? We wind up with all kinds of interpretations. We wind up with all kinds of versions of the Bible. We kind of, why because it's everybody's own interpretation of what they wanted to believe. I mean, to mean. But in office, it's his terms. And you either line up with his terms or you're out. It's that simple. All right? A gift is a house and a host. But a mantle, I mean an office has a mantle. How about this one? An off I mean a gift has influence. But listen to this an office has authority. And how many know there's a difference? And so that, and so the more popular we are, the more we're on television, the more, um, how can I say this nicely? More on the radio, more on the internet, more, you know, more exposure. On and on and on. The greater our influence, but maybe they've never stepped into the office to have the authority. A gift is individualistic. You got to get this, folks. This gifts wreck ministries because of this very thing right here. Because, I well, you know, I don't see it that way, and so I'm going to take my beach ball, and I'm going to go down the freeway and play someplace else. That's the way I'm going to do it. Why? Because it's a gift. They've taken their gift. Well, guess what? God will take that gift. He'll go, I'm sorry, that was a test, you failed, because it's still about you, and it ain't about you, it's about me. But an office is community. So we make our decisions based on not what's good for the individual, but what's good for the community. See? And so some will be happy, and some will not. Isn't that right? How about this one? A gift has a lifespan. It may be all their life. It may be a short window, but it's it has a lifespan. But an office is perpetual. I mean, you know that the Pope's office has been around. Well, we talked about since 400. Uh, the King of England's been around for ever. It seems like since the what mid 1400s, 1500s, somewhere in there. You know why? Because it's an office. All right, it's perpetual, okay? Uh, how about this one? Gifts are local, but an office is universal. So let me give you a picture of that. When Jesus said in Matthew 16, he said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, okay? That is an office. He, offices come from royalty. They come from a sovereign, and so that office becomes an extension of him. Then in Matthew eighteen, he says, "If your brother has odd against you, go to your you know leave your gift, go to your brother, you know, and if he won't listen, go take a witness, so that doesn't take two or three. That's local, and the local has to be, has to minister locally, with their eye on the universal." In other words, if the local down here is doing its own thing and the universals go in this direction over here, that then somewhere something's missing like a prophet or an apostle or something is missing because that local is not connected to the universal and as a result, it's not connected to the kingdom of God and its king. I mean, this gets serious when you start thinking about it. when I had and I guess why it's so fresh on my mind is because we have been destroying the body of Christ because we promoted gifts and we've never addressed the issue of offices. And before I ever want to get you even start thinking about God's giving you a ministry, understand: by the time you get the office, office, you should be dead to that ministry. All you are then is standing in that office as His representative. It's as if Jesus himself was standing in that office. That's where we got to get to in our life. And that is far, far in the Western world, far, far America. They don't have the foggiest idea because it's all about me and what I want to accomplish, what I want to get done. And in the end, we are not delivering up anything. It's Jesus that's going to deliver the kingdom to his Father. Gifts focuses on meditational messages, or we could use another way, devotional messages. Well, this is what the Lord showed me this week. See? And there's nothing wrong with those kind of messages. There's nothing wrong with that. But you've got to understand that that tells you where you are in the process. But the office, it focuses on a specific sound that God is releasing to the body of Christ and realizing that the sound that he is releasing, that sound is what he wants to get into the earth today. And it doesn't matter who likes it or who doesn't. And most of our preaching is people-focused and not kingdom-focused. Gifts focuses on charisma. But offices focuses on diakonia, the service of that office. The word diaconia is where we get the word deacon, and it's the and it's also serving gifts. The, to service the office is the idea. Gifts are for for com, from commoners. Centers on commoners, but offices focuses on royalty. Now this is where you got to get this, because if I stand in my office and I speak, and you only hear it as a commoner, you'll never understand the benefits of the kingdom. And that's where we are today. We don't understand the benefits. Why? Because we have commoner ears. Because we've been trained on gifts. It's all our fault. We did it. You know, that's what we understood coming out of the charismatic. I mean, after all, there's the charismata, you know, that type of thing. But, man, God says, no, 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 it's much bigger than that. It's much bigger than that, and we're putting people in ministry and saying, "Well, you got a gift, so you go in ministry." We have really given them license to produce a false god, because the only voice uh, that becomes important is their voice, and not the voice of who, the Son. We just read that. This thing is so challenging. But man, when we start standing in an office, all of a sudden we're speaking royal language. We're talking royal language. How I many of you know the queen, she, she, she mingles amongst the commoners, but when she sits down to really push something or something to go ahead, she sits on that throne, and uh, guess what? It's not the commoners. It's the royal entourage that's sitting in there, and they're all understanding her languages. Okay? Royalty. Does this make any sense to you? I want you to see, because before we get into this, realize there's a great price. Gifts is religious. Christianity is a religion. Just like the Muslims and just like Judaism, Christianity, by and large, is a religion. But an office wants an audience with the king. With the king. A gift seeks the king's favor. Here's one, listen to this. I need to pray more. I need to fast more. I need for God to do something. I don't know none. But if you stand in an office, you understand that the king is not worried about you. He's worried about the reputation of that office. And so he wants you to represent the king's favor. So he is in pursuit of us. We should not be the ones in pursuit of him. But religion says the more religious we are, the more we tell people you gotta pray more, you gotta fast more, you gotta read your Bible more, you've got to do more religious things, why? All that does is perpetuate a gift, and they never mature into an office. Okay? Now, in an office you will pray, you will commune with the king. In an office, you can fast. All right, but it's at the direction of the king. If that's the sound that's going out. To all that, and it's confirmed, boom, then the, what does it say in Isaiah 58? It's God's chosen fast. See, fasting was never intended for God to do something. Fasting was always intended for God to do something in us, to get us into a position where we can, uh, you know, get uh, hear that, okay? Uh, a gift has an escape mentality because it's based on fear. You know, I'll be glad Jesus comes. We just get out of here. Glory to God. Things are going to hell in a basket. I mean, things are so horrible, getting bad, getting worse. Well, yeah, I know. Evil's part of it. But in an office, fullness is the mentality. There's so much more. There's so much more. So much more we can uh, develop. Uh, and under the gift, it's the judgment of God. You know, God's going to get you. You're in a bad place. You're. you're, This is going to happen to you. You do this. This is going to take place. Lightning's going to come out of heaven and strike you dead. All that kind of stuff. You know. You know that all came out of a Greek mindset because they were always trying to appease the gods. And if something went bad, it's because the gods were mad. And so I wasn't doing enough. And see, when Christianity came along, why they brought down the Roman Empire is they were not in a hurry to get out of here they were in a hurry to confront with the true and living God. And why? Because in an office, there's the deliverance of God. I'm telling you, I'm not in a hurry to get off this planet because there's too much to do. I got a job to get, help God repossess the planet that belongs to Him. And if that means to deliver take anybody I need to through deliverance, I'll do that. How many are seeing the distinction here? How many see? You guys have been in church enough to know, see the, the, the separation here. We've all been victim of it. We've all I've promoted it. I've done it. Those very things over there. You know, but I've already repented, so now you guys can do your repentance. All right? But a gift, it's divisive. It's destroyed more ministries. It's destroyed more churches. You know, because all of a sudden I know more than the The set person does. I know more than the leadership team does. You know, I have more anointing than you do. You know, I have this and this this. You don't see it right. God, you ain't hearing from God. You know, you're not feeding me. I've heard all that stuff. But an office is directional. An office knows where it's going, stays on course, keeps going that direction, doesn't alter. Why? Because it's not theirs. It's part of the king's. And if they're not going to go the direction of the king, guess what? The king says, "I got a rebellion. I got a place for that person. It's called the chopping block." And off goes the head. How about this? one? the gifts are sensational. Well, whatever the Lord wants. Okay. Well, what is that? Well, I don't know. We're just praying. Also, you don't know. Why don't you say that? Because you can't. Because that's not spiritual. And so we have to come up with this sensationalism. Here's one. We draw people this way through manipulation. Oh, I like this one in the offering. Now remember, if you don't give, God can't bless you. How do you know? You're under curse. What about you go over to Mexico, the guy that lives under the tree, every day he believes God for a mango. He's never given a mango to God. It's, it's it's all centered. in Now, there are principles of God. I'm not saying that God won't do that. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that we have manipulated people with these things based on sensationalism. How about this one? Boy, we're good at this one. Don't you feel God today? God is in this place. Don't you feel? Yeah, there is a place to feel God. But what we have done, you know, why they have such cathedrals in throughout Europe, wonderful cathedrals, and you walk in and you hear the, you know, the Gothic sound that reverberates off of the the marble and all that stuff. So why? Because they taught the people that God was only contained in a facility. Now we don't do that. We just say, why don't you come to church? God's doing something at this church. He's not doing anything at other churches because this is the only church that he's doing something in. And if you go outside the doors, he's not doing anything out there either. It's just only when you get inside this church. We have preached that and we have taught that. Why? And we, we, we live on sensationalism. Why? To validate our gift. And when you no longer have sensationalism. I remember Dick Iverson when I was a young pastor. He was a guy out on the East, uh, west coast. And he came in and he said, you know, we were built. I built our church on revival. He said, man, we were pulling the rabbit out of the hat. He said, until the guy down the street started pulling the hat out of the rabbit. He said, they all headed down there then. And we realized we were building something false that would never last. And now they have got churches all over the Northwest. They got churches all over the world, literally, because... They saw that sensationalism cannot build a church. It comes as it leaves as fast as it comes. But an office is structural. And you talk about getting people upset. You start telling them their life are out of order and they don't have any structure in their life. What do you mean? I'm successful in business. The gifts focuses on the authority of the believer. Now, let me ask you, is there a place for the authority of the believer? Absolutely. That's where we leave it. Lord didn't tell me to do that. Now, here's one I like. Well, let me pray about it. <laughs> but how about this one? How about corporate authority? Because see, the centurion told us, I am a man under, oh, community authority, validated his personal authority gifts focuses on reformation they want to revive the old if i can just get the church back to the early church no that was a long time ago we fought too hard come too far understand so much and not only that it val- it, it it discredits us it's progressive revelation All those things that they didn't know, that those Dead Sea Scrolls that they found in the 40s, that's progressive revelation that's come to us. All the archaeological digs that they've gone out and they've discovered these things, all it does is validate the Word of God. I don't want to go back to the early church because they had no Bible. They had the Spirit. But under an office, it's apostleship. Now, what do we mean by apostleship? Let me give you a contemporary understanding of apostleship. Everybody doing their ministry, that is apostleship. And when you have the church moving in that direction, it touches the world. But what we have is churches where we have professionals that do the ministry while the congregation sits there and does nothing either because of the insecurity of the leadership or the lack of training of the leadership or whatever reason. But apostleship is the church moving through the lands. How about this one? Gifts is options. They focus on options. Well, I could take it or leave it. Well, maybe, maybe not. But how many of you know that in an office the criteria is already established? You don't come in and say, well, you know, I don't like this. You might rearrange it, but you ain't going to change the criteria that's already in place. Try that at work tomorrow. Boss, I'll tell you what. I think I'll be boss for this year. Here's one. Gifts are unruly. They're unruly. But offices are governable. Governable. Why? Because offices see that they're part of the whole. All right, Matthew 22 and verse 14. This is it. Many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few. Let's see, I'm going to put chosen right here.